0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: All
0: right, fish and Filtered, we're back first in-person podcast. Today we have Joey Wendell of the Miami Marlins. Joey, thank you so much for the time. Um Isaac, I'll let you take it away.
2: Uh, I guess we can start with recency bias here. You guys just came back from Atlanta, started facing the Cardinals. And that first game in particular, I thought it was interesting that Miles Michaelis was really able to shut you guys down for a little bit. Uh, what made him so tough to face in the, after the first inning?
1: Uh, yeah, I, mean, I feel like we did a really good job in the first inning, kind of getting to him. Um, you know, executing, getting, getting those two runs across. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think he did a good job just kind of keeping us off balance. Um, knew that coming in. He wasn't a guy with overpowering stuff. He was kind of a unique guy who was going to locate well, kind of keep you off balance. Um, you know, but I, I feel like we did a good job competing. Um, and then, you know, we got him for a couple more there. Excuse me, at the end, um, I think, too. I don't know if those runs were on him or not, but I know we, we started a little something while he was still in the game.
2: Yeah, obviously the moment of that game was when Andre Palante came in, the big pinch hit by Yuli Guriel. Yeah. Were you as surprised as we all were when that pinch, uh, that <laughs> move was made?
1: Uh, n- not at all, actually. Um... Everything's just... That's, That's why Gurriel...
2: That's right. why Pauline... Into the corner, one run is home, here
1: comes the second throw it is... He, um, he said, hey, Pallante's uh, you know, a pretty severe uh, reverse split guy, meaning that he gets yeah. lefties out at a much better clip than he gets righties out. So um, so I, I had an idea that might be coming. Obviously, in that moment, you want the at-bat. Um, right. but, uh, but, you know, pass the baton, and, and obviously it was the right move.
2: And the series before that, you know, it was a really tough three games in the Peach State. I'm just curious, you know, you're going to have to face this team again, maybe sometime in the postseason. What do you think you guys have to do to get the better though?
1: them? Yeah, um, I mean, that team is unbelievably hot. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, even before we rolled in and, and a couple of games after we, we rolled out, I mean, there wasn't a lot of pitchers who were able to stop them yeah. just from scoring tons and tons of runs. Um, you know, so, so obviously to combat that, you know, you know, try to out slug them, uh, you know, to, to some uh, degree. Um, and then, you know, I, I really do. I trust our our pitching staff um, in pretty much every situation against every team. You know that that three game series didn't turn out the way that we that we wanted it to. But you know, I I would take our our staff uh, at, at any time. And you know, I think you know if we want to beat that team, we're gonna have to play well. Like, there's no secret. That's a really good team. Um, you know, I think if you if you were to look at their lineup and our lineup, you know, top to bottom, one through nine, like you know. We're gonna have to play our very best game. Um, obviously, they're really, really talented. I think I saw something, you know, during their current stretch. They have a, a team OPS of almost like a thousand. I mean, it's 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 you know that's that's stuff that you don't even like hear about. It's it's just wild. One through nine, they're very solid. So, in order to beat that team, um, you know, we're gonna have to play our best baseball. So just just
0: going right, you know, from start to finish in your career. For now. Um, just Cleveland, you got drafted there, mm-hmm. just what was that like? And then obviously you get traded to Tampa, so how did you receive the news? Was it a little shocking to you?
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I got drafted, I was a senior in high school, or senior in college, rather. Um, so a little, you know, older, kind of getting started. I didn't really know anything about professional baseball. I get, you know, get there, go to short season. I, You know, I have three, or I guess two and a half years with the, the Indians organization. Um you know, I didn't. I didn't know any better. But looking back, I can now see that you know that was just a, a top-notch organization. They really yeah. do things um, the right way. You know, they annually have one of the lower budgets and, and have one of the better teams. So I think that kind of speaks to that. Um, so I got traded from them uh, in the off-season to. to uh, I think it was Oakland. Yeah, winter of '14, um, going into '15. Um, And then I got traded to Oakland after that. Spent three years within that organization. Um, You know, thankful for my time there. I got to play in in Nashville for three years, which is, you know, a great place to play baseball, great place um, to live and and just enjoy, um, you know, the minor leagues, Um, and I I did. I really enjoyed my time there. I was thankful that I got my my first opportunity in 2016 to play in the major leagues. And, you know, I got a cup of coffee that year, got to, you know, you know, show you know, show what I could bring to the table, and I got to you know maybe 100 at bats, uh, play almost every day in September. Um, went away that that winter to play um, to play winter ball actually in Mexico. So uh, um, we were actually talking about Mexico, or uh, not Mexico, but winter ball in general. And some guys like I don't I don't get how you do it after a full season. And um, I I went back and I calculated I think I had. Uh, close to 800 plate appearances I I want to say I was like 760 plate appearances that year including minor leagues major leagues and then into um into winter ball so I do remember being um pretty beat up after that season um there was a there was kind of a weird downtime between the end of the major league season and the beginning of the the um the winter ball season um where I, I didn't continue my lifting routine i think uh you know had i gone back i would have would have done that and just kind of kept it rolling i tried to get a little recovery and i think it kind of and it came back to bite me so what uh, was wonderful like uh it was a great experience yeah it's it's um you know up until then i had never experienced anything anything like that just the um just culturally very different um competition wise very different as well i mean um I think in my head I went down there and I it was, um, you know, I, I'm I'm always competitive. Any team that I'm going to play on, I'm going to give you everything that I got. But in my head, it was I was going to go and you know kind of work on some things that I had struggled with. And you know I was kind of a consistently a slow starter. And I was like, well, maybe if I can you know get bats late into November, it'll be a little fresher on my mind come fe- uh, February and March when we're in spring training. Um, but it was clear, right, you know, that that winning was like the end-all and be-all there. And um, and I like that. I appreciated that. Um, you know, my teammates all played hard. And, you know, the fans, coaches, front office. you know, it was, like, it was just the expectation was just that, that we would win. And, uh, I think that was a good experience for me.
0: So you get to Oakland, and you, you basically just have success right away. What was the biggest adjustment from the minor leagues to getting now to the big leagues, the highest level of baseball?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time in the minor leagues. Um, I think I probably still have more... Uh, played appearances in the minor leagues than I do in the major leagues um, three full years um, in in AAA. And, um, you know, I never, you know, I felt like my my time with with Oakland and my time in AAA, like, I always feel like I played fine. um, But I always felt like I I, I could have played better. Um, You know, I never, like, knocked down the door to the major leagues Or this guy is playing so good we can't afford not to have him. Um, You know, I felt like, you know, I, I, I played solid enough to earn, you know, the call-ups that I did. and um, I, I remember after the 2016 season I had my first opportunity to, to really like play every day. Yeah. Um, and at first, you know, the game is really fast, and then as I kind of, you know, got more at-bats week two, week three, it, it kind of hit me in my, like, you know this is hard, this is challenging, but I, I can play at this level. I, I know that I can play at this level on a daily basis. and. Um, you know, I'm I'm thankful that that Tampa Bay gave me that opportunity. Um, you know, 16, 17 going into 18, I I didn't know what was in store for me. You know, I, I got designated for assignment, um, which you know, for some guy in their career, it could be the, the the kiss of death, and it ended up being you know probably the best thing that happened to me. Yeah. Um, got traded to Tampa. They gave me an opportunity right away. I had a really good spring training. Made the, made the team. Um, out of camp and I got an opportunity to you know to platoon uh, and play against right-handed hitters um, So, I, you know, I'm thankful that that they saw something in me and um, and gave me that opportunity um, You know that was I don't want to say the first time in my career But they, they made it abundantly clear that they really liked my, my defense and, and what I could bring to the table on the defensive side of the ball um, And I had always you know taken pride in that in that part yeah. of the game, but um just because of the way that people had spoken to me, that uh, you know, I, I had felt that most of my value was with with the bat. So if I wasn't hitting well, I felt like I wasn't you know going to get an opportunity to play. Um, and when they told me that they value what I do on the defensive side of the ball, to not necessarily worry as much about the offensive side, um, you know, it, it was it was an encouragement for me because you know there was there was value there with without the bat. And I actually think that in turn that that helped my bat. I think that um, took a little bit of pressure off of me um, and what I was was trying to do offensively. Um, and, you know, I was able to have, you know, probably still, you know, the best year of my career in, in 2018 as a, you know, rookie even though I was 28 years old and had you know had some experience in the major leagues yeah,
2: after playing in the world series in 2020 I believe was you, were you aware that Dusty Baker compared you to uh, Brooks Robinson a little bit when <laughs> he saw you playing third base
1: um I did oh, <laughs> I mean not because I heard the interview because I, you know a lot of people pointed me to that. obviously uh obviously high praise um yeah. but uh but yeah I mean yeah, clearly, I'm not the same caliber of player, but to even be in the same sentence
2: yeah. is, is pretty neat. And from Dusty, too. That's Yeah, pretty, yeah. That's got to be pretty cool. Obviously, you came to Miami from Tampa Bay. Yeah. and Two similar organizations. they both small market type of teams. I'm <coughs> just curious what similarities you see playing with these two clubs and also the differences that you may see for those two.
1: Yeah, well, like you said, you know, they're, they're two small market teams. Um, and, uh, you know, people... People ask me, like, how you know how how was it coming from Tampa to Miami? Um, well, you know, I had a lot of friends in Tampa. I had, you know, I was really close with the staff there. I felt like I had really good relationships here, there. So, um, you know, there was definitely some emotions. I was sad to leave to leave yeah. Tampa, um, and uh, you know, it wasn't that I was coming here. It was just it was a good thing there, and I was thankful for my time there. And um, you know, to come to Miami, you know, the, the first thing is, you know. You, You kind of start to see some of the similarities there between the organizations um just the the mentality the mindset that they have um you know the the emphasis on on the little things the emphasis on playing the game the right way on doing the things the right way um and then you kind of get there, and you see that the kind of players, and it's it's almost like you know the the same mold, the same type of players that, that are attractive to both organizations. Um, so you know I think that made my transition from Tampa to Miami um, a good one and, and an easy one. Um, now last season, 2022, didn't didn't turn no. out obviously the, the way that we wanted to as a, as a club. Um, it wasn't my best year personally, um, but I think there was a lot of A lot of good that came out of it. I think there were a lot of right steps in terms of the culture, in terms of expectations, in terms of letting young guys get opportunities to play um, and kind of seeing what they could bring to the table. Um, And I think this year we're we're starting to see the fruits of some of that labor.
2: You mentioned Tampa Bay, but is this, you know, the last couple home games for Miami, averaging 20,000 a night attendance wise, is this the biggest? crowd as the home player that you played in front of? Because it came from Oakland. Sure, played, right? yeah. I mean,
1: Oakland, um, you know, when I was there, you know, it was just a month, but we didn't get many fans. Right. Tampa, um, you know, I've had a, a couple of opportunities to play um, home playoff games there, so those are probably right. the biggest home crowds that I've played in front of. And I think they even did, um, you know, uh, a weekend where they were, you know, the tickets were $10 or something like that, where, right. where the teams would show up, but the, the Pats... Excuse me. The past couple of days is, um, in Miami have been awesome. I mean, it's you know, the attendance. It might say twenty thousand, but it seems like it seems like more. Um, and uh, you know, because you you play in another stadium, and it says twenty thousand, and it seems like you could almost count everybody there. Okay. Um, and you know, here it's, it's like if there's 20,000, there's, there's 20,000 strong. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun. And this, this place gets loud and these fans care about baseball and, and, you know, it's fun that we're winning, um, which, you know, should in turn, uh, I would think help our attendance, you know, as we, yeah. as we continue to, to play good baseball.
0: When you talked a little bit about this season, just the success you guys are having, what do you think changed from one year to another?
1: You know, I think, um, you know, the, one thing would just be silly to overlook is just you know the performances of, of certain and specific players I mean you know um, Jorge Soler and Luis Arise Brian De La Cruz Jesus Sanchez I mean Garrett Cooper like you know the, the list goes on of guys um, you know who are having great years are having better years than they had last year um, and, and, and you know Really, just credit to to those guys, credit to to the players. That's not to say that that staff wasn't involved in that, or the the you know that the new staff hasn't played into that. But but you know, as a, as a player, we see it as you know as our responsibility to play to the best of our abilities, um, regardless of staff, regardless of you know the situation that we're placed in. And I think that you know a lot of guys probably under underperformed last year and didn't feel um, like. You know, it was it was our best year, and so a lot of guys have definitely stepped up and performed better. And then I also just, you know, I think that w- what Skip and the staff has been able to do, and the expectations that they've been able to set, um, have have really just like, uh, you know, kind of enhanced that, and really, um, you know, just allowed guys to, to feel comfortable and to, to play to the the best of their ability. I mean. You know, Skip Skip comes in and, and he knows what he wants, he knows how he wants to do it. He's very clear, very concise, and, you know, we feel like the, the supporting staff around him, um, you know, have been on the same page since day one and, um, you know, can't, just can't talk to enough about, like, you know, how, how great they have been and, um, you know, just uh, I think really just, that, like, the expectations that are set on us and, You know, like we expect X, Y, and Z but and we're gonna this is how we're gonna get there. We're gonna we're gonna help you, we're gonna give you the tools, like we're gonna prepare for games like like we're ready, you know, like we're we're gonna win them. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think a combination of things has, has led to that. and um, Yeah, thankful that we're, we're playing well and we look forward to continuing.
2: Something I wanted to ask you about. Uh, yeah. When you were down in 2021, second game of the season, you hit a go-ahead home run in the ninth yeah. inning against Anthony Bass. Yeah. I was just curious, when you came over in 2022, did you guys talk about it? Did you give him a hard time? And- yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't I was I wasn't quick to point it out. You know, that's not how you make friends <laughs> in a new clubhouse. but. Uh, But, yeah, that was one of the first things that they kind of gave me a hard time about. (laughs) He swings and hits one deep to right, down the line. That baby is out of here. Joey Wendell turns it around. A three-run shot. And the Rays picked themselves right up off the floor to take a 5-4 lead. Could have could have been anybody, could have been any team, but yeah. it was kind of funny that, you know, that was one of the first things that the guys talked about. I think somebody mentioned it, and I was like, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you did, you know, yeah. we can talk
2: about it. So. And then the last thing for me was just, yeah. some of the fans want to know is just no batting gloves. I know you had a little blizzard thing earlier, so you had one batting uh, yeah, off for a for, while. Two at-bats. Two at-bats or, you know, with really one. really tarnished my reputation. Right? With that. So just why no batting gloves? Yeah,
1: I mean, I've, I've, never, I've never worn them. I mean, I've just... Um, you know, I just think like, you know, being a kid playing baseball, you just you just grab the bat, you just go up there. Right. Um, just never like lost that, you know, I never grabbed batting gloves and I was like, I like this more than not batting gloves. So, I um, also it's it sounds silly but I just don't like like being responsible for a lot of things, you know. Yeah, like I feel like if true. I have my helmet, my cleats on and my you know, a bat I can go up there and hit and um You know, I'm forgetful just by nature. So I feel like I'd forget my batting gloves, this, that, and the other. And, you know, if I got a little tar on there and uh, some rosin on the on-deck circle, I should be be good to go. Don't need anything else. You got the back pocket, though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I... And I did actually put the the batting glove in the back pocket when I was playing with it for those mm-hmm. two oh, okay, games, just because it's a you know it's a classic look. But I guess guys don't do that as much anymore. Right? <laughs> does it make a difference
0: when you have the gloves and you don't? Oh.
1: Uh, I mean, to me it does. Yeah, I okay. mean, you know, if it, if it didn't make a difference, then I would just wear them just to you know protect my hands and all that stuff. You know, my my wife and my kids, just you know talk <laughs> about how rough my hands are and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like you know. Oh, really care to wear them or not. If I didn't, you know, if I didn't care, then I'd just wear them. But, uh, yeah, I just like it better without them. All right, so now we're just going to wrap it up with a couple of rapid-fire
0: questions. Okay. Who, who's the funniest teammate? You Brian De La Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> who's the hype, hype man in that, in that locker room, in the clubhouse?
1: Oh, man, hype man. Um, Archie Bradley, when he was with us, was, was the hype man for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, favorite food? Steak.
0: Um, nice. Goodbye. Ri- I mean, yeah. Excellent nice. choice. What's your favorite and least favorite ballpark? Um,
1: my favorite ballpark is Fenway.
2: Okay. You were just like, um, <clears> there.
1: <throat> my least favorite ballpark? Um, you know, a lot of people would probably say the co Coliseum, but I think since I made my debut there, it right. like, has a special place in my heart and, and this uh, you know there, there's a lot of really nice ballparks and I would just say this one because I feel like every time I play there, it's freezing cold and empty but I'll say Detroit okay. not, that, not that it's such a it's, it's a really nice clean ballpark um, yeah. I think it's just my experiences there maybe i have love me to say that.
0: Who do you give the Oxcore to?
1: Me. <laughs> Who do not give it to? Myself. Um,
0: jazz. <laughs> so Last one. What's your favorite baseball memory? It could be
1: major leagues, minor leagues, little league. Yeah. Um, I have so many special memories in baseball. It's really hard to. It's really hard to you know pinpoint one. It's almost like I could take one from each little chapter of life. I mean, um, just have so many good memories from when I was ten, eleven, twelve, playing playing little league. You know, I won the college World Series with some of my best friends in two thousand and twelve. Getting drafted. Um, time going to the playoffs, being in the World Series—you um, know, there's there's just so many I, I couldn't I couldn't put uh, you know I couldn't I couldn't make just one. really.
2: Anything on your end or we got? No. Thank you so much. So I really All appreciate right, it, thanks, man. Uh, appreciate Thank the, you so much yeah. for the time. We yeah. appreciate
1: it, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah.